I hate to put it this way, but but the question is becoming for many, to be vaxxed or not to be vaxxed? That is the question. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. I'm going to say this right up front. Today's program is not going to be dealing the entire time with the pandemic and the vaccines and everything, but I do have a stories that I want to share up front at the beginning of our program today. I've been looking at some news stories over the weekend, and I'm going to share several with you today. And we'll start on the pandemic side. There are a lot of folks promoting some real serious consequences for those that are not getting the vaccine. We're beginning to see it happen in a number of states and cities and places around the world. In 2020, the proposition that COVID-19 countermeasures would come to include a forced vaccination or vaccine passports, which would give us a segregated society. If you said something like that last year, you were labeled one of those conspiracy theory nuts. And now here we are, beginning of the month of August, you find out that uh, even Forbes announces no vax, no service, and it gives you a list of places that are going to require it. Now, according to Forbes magazine, high-profile restaurant chains like Shake Shack and Union Square Hospitality are leading the way. They're requiring all their staff and all their indoor diners in New York City and D.C. to prove that they have been vaccinated. You know, they have to have the required doses of the COVID-19 injections, and you have to have that done by September the 7th. That's right, next month. Now, Mayor de Blasio of New York, you know, he loves his decision, and he's hoping and saying others will follow. Now, several New York City eateries were already checking vaccine status during the past week and uh, at the end of July. Several Los Angeles restaurants and comedy clubs and what have you are following suit, and more are expected to follow. Now, there's a growing number of private companies that are also demanding that workers participate in this human medical experiment or, or lose their job. You know, I've told you before that I worked in emergency management last year for a relatively large county. And I was talking to somebody and happened to hear that that county is now requiring that everybody that works for the county either get the vaccine or get tested at their own expense once a week. That's right. They're demanding that the entire staff be vaccinated. Does anybody know the long-term effect of these vaccines? Nobody knows. But we're requiring it now that everybody participate in this experiment. Disney is one uh, that's requiring their employees. I will tell you in this one county... A number of sheriff's deputies, they were also told by the county administrator that they must be vaccinated or or get tested. And the sheriff has said, absolutely no way with with my sheriff's office. Remember, he's an elected official, and so he shouldn't be subjected to other elected officials. He is the one in charge of all of that in law enforcement in that county. But it doesn't seem to matter. Many of the deputies there said they will walk off their job. They've had a bad enough year there because it is a blue city in a somewhat blue state. 
They've lost a number of officers because of all the Black Lives Matters nonsense and defunding of the police and all this silliness. And so this is just another, you know, blow to them. They're not going to, and they're they're just not going to do it. In May of this year, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission decreed that it is legal for companies to require employees to get the shots. This, despite the fact that all the available COVID-19 injections are authorized for emergency use and are yet still unlicensed. And testing really is not going to conclude for at least on the first phase for about two more years. So here's a problem. Here's a problem. We're already hearing that they want to fast track FDA approval. Now, why would they do that? Why would they forego the normal testing for a vaccine of this nature? And I keep saying there's something inherently wrong. There's something we're either not being told, which is not surprising. The truth has been hard to come by. Over the past year, we've heard many a narrative that has been supposedly debunked that turns out to be true. And I still have a difficult time comprehending the numbers that get tossed around. Here we are with rising cases, allegedly a lot of people going to the hospital, and supposedly most of them are, are, are not vaccinated. And so we have Joe Biden talking about the, the pandemic of the unvaccinated, and I find that a little bit troubling. We see companies like PayPal are beginning to, shall we say, use force to uh, tell people that they have to believe the company line or you cannot use their services. We're going to see that with banks, uh, Facebook, and other networks are going to put you on a no-buy list. That's how it's going to come down. If this trend continues, which it most likely will, People who question COVID shots or refuse to participate may be barred from having a credit card or even a bank account before this is over. Yeah, it's getting serious. You know, CNN. CNN has loved to engage in all the fear that can be mustered up with COVID-19. And many people like Don Lemon, they're proposing, they're proposing really tough sanctions on people that refuse to get the shot. Matter of fact, this is what Don Lemon had to say the other day. He was on uh, TV with Chris Cuomo, what a pair they are. And and this is what he had to say about those that are unvaccinated. Um, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people are not going to agree with this, but um, don't get the vaccine. You can't go to the supermarket. Don't have the vaccine. You don't show it. Can't go to the ball game. Don't have the vaccine, can't go to work. You don't have the vaccine, can't come here. No shirt, no shoes, no service. That's where I think we should be right now because we continue to waste our breath on people who are just not going to change. They're, you know, the circular logic. They just keep going back and saying, well, it's my freedom, it's whatever. I'm free. Well, your kid's not free to give other kids meningitis in schools. You got to take a vaccine to do that. You got to take vaccines to, in order to get to be employed. So uh, what is the big deal? And all these people were saying, I don't want to put this stuff in my body. They're out drinking on the weekend and putting other substances in their bodies. That's way worse for them than a vaccine. So come on. 
Let's be real. Yeah, look, there are people who have health exceptions. I think they're the very pronounced minority. So let's put this into perspective for just a moment. Think about this from start to finish. What would your life be like if because you didn't take a vaccine, you are barred from driving, you are barred from working and earning a paycheck, you are not allowed uh, to send or receive any money online, you're even barred from having a bank account or a credit card. You're even barred from eating food at a restaurant, assuming somehow you found the cash to pay for it before we go to a cashless society. Or you're even barred from buying food at a grocery store, assuming somehow you had a way to pay for it. This is what Don Lemon, or Lemon, and uh, Chris Cuomo are saying. They want everybody to to take this vaccine and to make half the U.S. population homeless and starve to death to prevent from spreading a, an infection that has a 99.74 survival rate in all ages. Now, to understand what's really happening with his rhetoric, you got to remember the idea of mob morality. In other words, if you go back in time, there's a lot of stories that will show how a mob mentality based upon fear can be used to divide people. You know, I think it's some dangerous territory. The vaccinated public are actively encouraged and manipulated both by the media and the government into literally despising, and I've seen this already, wishing death on those that are unvaccinated. And this is becoming... It's becoming a very dangerous thing, I think, in our nation. Yeah, I'm deeply concerned. And sometimes when I get on this program and I say I don't believe all the numbers were being given, and you know, little stories come out that tell me that I'm right. There are a lot of things that I don't trust in the numbers were being given because, well, number one, I, I think I've got a right to be a skeptic, and here's why. We have been lied to multiple times over this entire process over the past year and a half. We've been told one thing, and then it's another, then it's another, then it's another. We're told to believe the science, but the science keeps moving the goalpost. That's one of the things that I have, uh, shall I say, deep issues with, and I think you can understand why. Now, looking at some other stories... This past Saturday, MSNBC has a program called Cross Connection. And they had on that program on Saturday, Representative Andrew Espilat, a Democrat from New York, who stated that requiring children to wear a mask in school is a life-saving measure. We're talking children. To wear a mask is a life-saving measure. In the interview... He seemed to indicate that the vaccines really don't work when you listen to exactly uh, what the congressman had to say. There are far too many breakthrough cases. And so people that are uh, that are not vaccinated are prolonging this pandemic. We are feeding the virus when we don't vaccinate or we don't wear a mask. And so these are particularly uh, in schools with the children going back now in September. How could we not think? of uh, making sure that our kids are protected, that they all have to wear a mask in school, 
uh, certainly this is a very practical and life saving in my opinion, a life-saving measure. So the federal government at some point will have to step in have four uh, stringent uh, policies that will protect everyone, uh, particularly those people that have already vaccinated themselves that don't want to have a breakthrough episode, uh, as we see happening all over the country. Now, let me see. If I follow this totally illogical screed, it seems that, according to the congressman, that the unvaccinated are supposedly infecting the vaccinated. And if that's the case, then why would somebody get vaccinated? They, the claim is made, and they they throw numbers out there. I'm not saying that they're they're wrong or right. I have a distrust at this stage of the game because of what we've seen repeat itself numerous times in the past year. But why would you want to get vaccinated if you're going to come down with COVID-19? It's kind of like saying you're cold and you demand somebody else wear a winter jacket. This is kind of what bothers me. How is this a pandemic of the unvaccinated? And how is it getting spread if it's being spread by those that are getting the vaccine? This is what I find troubling. And we hear all kinds of statistics that 90-some-odd percent of those in the hospital are unvaccinated. And yet I've read some stories that say that may not necessarily be true, and, and I need to do some more research on that because it just seems rather strange that in this pandemic we're seeing the kind of numbers we saw last year rising at the same time. But magically now it's only among the unvaccinated, the similar numbers. So I've got some questions and I think they're legitimate questions that people don't really want to, to answer. It's becoming clear there are breakthrough um, cases allegedly popping up all over the place to the point we no longer can call them rare. Sadly, the elderly and those that have weakened immune systems, from what we're being told, have a serious time with this virus. Now, we're learning that the Regeneron cocktail and other therapeutics can knock a new infection if given early enough. And I've known people that have been treated early enough and have done very well with COVID-19. Others, where it was delayed, well, there was a a rough ride that was probably unnecessary. Any medical professional will tell you that a a two-for-a-dollar Walmart face diaper will not stop a virus. That's the other thing they're making us all have to run around and do. Have all these kids wearing face masks again. So what are these politicians and, you know, these stars and you know, the athletic people, business leaders? You know, what, what are they not telling us? And, and this is my question. I think that there's information out there that we, we should have access to see uh, at this stage of the game because it affects our lives. Now, I've said before, and I've made this statement, and, and it's yet to be reputed, that I believe that that Anthony Fauci, I call him the father of the virus, the the wizard of COVID, because he's been playing with this stuff for decades. And then you have China and their military, and you have all this money that's going into play with these viruses. What are they trying to cover up? What do they know that they're not telling us why all this is so necessary? Go back 18 months ago, 19 months ago, it was 15 days to flatten the curve. Now it's lockdowns forever and face mask. Remember, to give you an idea why I'm distrustful 
when the government says something. And I'm going to give you a couple of quick examples here. Do you remember, let's go back a number of years, when then-President Obama made some great promises about his health care plan? Do you remember this? If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your health care plan, you can keep your health care plan. Well, if you remember that, it was a lie. It was never true. And here's the worst part. At the time that Barack Obama made that public statement, if you like your doctor, keep your doctor, you like your health plan, keep your health plan, they fully knew it was a lie. They knew it was a fabrication. We've learned that since. Some some video got released later that showed in their planning stages how they could manipulate the truth and lie to us. I know in my own situation, the kind of insurance that I had had to be changed and it became totally unaffordable. We were in that rock between that rock and a hard place. You know, you don't make enough to pay for the insurance, but you make too much to get any help, which is a large number of people. So we knew that Obama was lying when he made that statement. So now let's fast forward to our time and go back to the month of May. We're only talking two months ago. And then we had President Biden get before the American people and he made this pronouncement. If you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Let me repeat, if you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Now, here's my opinion. I fully believe, I fully believe that was a total lie and a fabrication at the time that he said it. And I think that many of the people around him in his immediate circle knew that it was a total lie and fabrication. This was done to encourage people to take the shot like a carrot and stick approach. This is the phase that we were in at the time and that phase is coming is coming to an end. In other words, hey, if you get the shot, then you don't have to wear a face mask and you can go back to living your life just like you did before the pandemic. And you're gonna tell me That with all the people tracking this at the CDC, the WHO, the WHO, other people in emergency management, other in the medical community all over the world, that they were taken by surprise by a Delta variant and suddenly, suddenly even the vaccinated have to wear a face mask? We're back to business as usual, being coerced. There are people that are demanding masks on little children. And anybody that does that, They're nothing but child abusers and should be treated as such. From school boards to politicians, this is becoming a reprobate class. Children do not need to be masked. Number one, it is bad for their health, period. Why do you want some five or six-year-old kid or three-year-old for that matter to be low on oxygen and have a significant rise in their CO2 and their bloodstream, something that OSHA rules would never permit in the workplace. Why would you do this to a child? Forget the negative bacterial health and psychological issues, but just why? Now I want to take you take you just north of the United States border to the formerly free country of Canada with Canadian Premier 
uh, Justin Trudeau, who's become a mass COVIDian basket case full of lockdowns, insanity, and even endless fear-mongering. Now, in Canada, there's a guy by the name of Chris Skye. He is now on Canada's no-fly list over his vaccine and COVID activism. And he's fairly well-known around Canada. Chris Skye wrote a book that was called Just Say No, A Guide to Asserting Your Rights and Preserving Your Freedoms. Now, his book made history by being the first book ever banned by Amazon before it was ever released and read. Last year, Chris was a was at a protest of some of the draconian lockdowns. And this is from, I believe, end of August, early September. Uh, I've seen two dates on this, but this is from last year. And you can tell by looking at the, the comment codes, they all go back to September, at least, of last year. And this is what he said, oh, about... Mm, almost almost a year ago. So they tell you you have to wear a mask. Next, they're going to tell you you have to contact trace. Then they're going to tell you you have to take the vaccine. And because Canadians like to do what they're told, they're hoping that everyone just complies. And then guess what, kids? Once you take your vaccine, like a dumb person that doesn't know any better, they're going to tell you, sorry, the vaccine isn't as effective as we thought it was going to be. So now you still got to wear your mask, still got to get contact trace, still have all the restrictions and social distancing, and still take your vaccine. And then what did you get out of all of this? You got a whole year where you weren't allowed to travel. Your business was closed. They took your rights and freedoms. They forced the vaccine on you. And what happened? The same amount of people died. Everything is the exact same. And now they're going to put you back on lockdown and bring it all the way till July of next year so they can do the same thing again. Bring you from July, August, and September getting you off lockdown, but just to bring you back on lockdown again. If you idiots haven't figured it out yet, it's a perpetual cycle that you never get out of. And it's a way to take your rights, your freedoms, close your business, take your wealth. Why? So you become dependent on government. Why? If you're independent, the government works for you like it's supposed to. If you depend on the government to give you a paycheck to feed your family every month because they closed your business on you, now the government doesn't work for you. The government rules you. So instead of of a middle class, we have the government, upper class, and the lower class dependents that rely on the government to survive. In other words, we have a slave class. And that's what they're trying to do. It's that simple. Now remember, this is from almost a year ago. I mean it. This is from a year ago. This You can find the video online and you can see all the comments going back to September of last year. Look at where we are today. You know, when I started this program on the last day of August in 2020, several stories we shared and several guests have echoed the same sentiment since the very beginning of this program. That fear of all of this was being used on a global scale to change the Western world. Now, people laughed at me back then, but some of those people are not even laughing anymore now. Look, I know you you pick up the news And I want to explain to you something, and this is absolutely critical you understand this, okay? Please follow me on this. They say it takes about two weeks of never-ending propaganda coming to you from reliable sources to totally change your mind. 
I wonder how many people, when Biden made the statement, I don't think Biden knew one way or the other. He's His handlers, the Dr. Fauci's and others already knew. But this was a way to get more compliance for the vaccine. When he said, hey, you can take off your mask if you've been fully vaccinated. And they were doing this at the natural low like we saw last year. You know, the natural low as the virus went down in cases rapidly, hospitalizations, all that flatlined. And so what a great time to say, take off your mask and enjoy life again if you are fully vaccinated. I think that he was right in what he said. And I've been feeling the same thing for over a year. It's not that I'm anti-science. It's not that I'm anti-medical technology at all. I'm just skeptical because I've seen what our own government can do and how effectively they can lie. There are a lot of doctors, a lot of them out there, that put their reputations and their careers on the line. And why would they do that? I mean, if you are a successful doctor, and I, there's a lot of them out there, and I, I listen to them on a regular basis, that have come out and gone against the established narrative. Now you've got every entity in the world coming after them to, to destroy them. Here's an example. Dr. Robert Malone. He is the inventor of what is known as the mRNA and the DNA Vaccine Core Platform. He's the inventor of this technology. And Dr. Malone, back in June, spoke about the risk of the COVID-19 kind of vaccine or gene therapy. And he was surprised that the three-hour interview that he did with somebody went viral. It showed there was a huge thirst for information from people all over the world. He said that when speaking with, um, with Aga Wilson of a publication called News Voice. And the podcast now has been erased from YouTube. Now realize, this is the guy that invented the, the entire technology platform being used for these vaccines. And somehow YouTube, which is owned by Google, has decided they know more than the inventor of, the, of this technology. And they've scrubbed him from their platform. Now with his impressive credentials, Dr. Malone... His grave concerns about these vaccines have made many stop and listen, and people started writing to him about their own problems with censorship on the spectrum of this adverse events with these vaccines. It all started, according to Malone, with a long conversation with a physician in Canada who poured out his heart about what he was experiencing in his nation, in Canada, in his province, treating patients with COVID-19 and the adverse effects he was seeing after the vaccination. Now, this doctor in Canada would report them to the authorities, but he was dismissed and told they weren't related to the injection, even though in this doctor's opinion, who knew his patients, knew them quite well, I might add, with the mass vaccination campaign in full effect. Now, Malone was also disturbed that it, considered, it was considered fine by the government to entice children to get vaccinated by offering them free ice cream or donuts and even allowing children to get vaccinated without their parents' consent. 
Now, Dr. Malone soon ventured into the bioethics of the emergency use authorization, which has been granted to these vaccines. Experimentation without proper informed consent, he says, violates a lot of international codes. In addition, Malone said that the emergency use authorization Adults aren't required to even sign an informed consent document. In other words, when you go to get the, when you go to the Walmart or, or the CVS or any of the pharmacies that give it, and they're begging you to sit down, they got all these open chairs. Whenever I go into these stores, there's not this big, uh, not a big, huge number of people wanting to get the vaccine at this point. You're never given a full disclosure of the risk you could be taking on, which would normally be given to you if this was a clinical trial, which really this is. At this point, anybody who receives the vaccine is participating in the research project. Now, it's been revealed that the spike protein these vaccines cause you to make on your own is actually enough to cause inflammation and damage to the vascular system even independent of the virus. So so why are we not being told everything? Dr. Fauci, whose expertise has been held as indisputable by CNN or MSNBC, any of the mainstream media, whatever he says is always right, even if he changes his mind. And Dr. Fauci, as we all know, has been caught lying numerous times. There are three major things being said by the government and much of the media, including social media, that are simply not true. Number one, they say mitigating the death and disease from COVID requires herd immunity. This is not necessarily true. It is possible to reduce death and disease from COVID using known medications that work, like ivermectin and other anti-inflammatories. They also say the only way to reach herd immunity is through universal vaccination, another lie. According to Malone, he goes, herd immunity is most often reached through natural infection. Now, my wife's got this wonderful book she showed me last night when she was studying for the kind of work she did in the medical field. And it's talking about our body's unbelievable immune system and how it all works in T-cell memory cells that... Once you've had this COVID-19, your need for this vaccine is nil. There's no need to take it if you've had it. And if we've had so many people that have had this disease, why are they trying to get them vaccinated against something that won't really help them? And the World Health Organization advises people who are vaccinated to continue wearing a mask because the vaccine won't stop community transmission. So much of this fails a logic test to me. Then we're told the vaccines are completely safe. Look at Facebook. These vaccines are safe and effective. It's been studied. That's what it says. You see this little blur. If you write anything about anything that even mentions the word vaccine... They always pop in their little reminder, come to our our special resource page that'll tell you everything you need to believe. This is from Facebook. And they always say the vaccines are safe and effective. You know, Dr. Malone, like I say, he invented this technology. I think I'd listen to him. 
He worked for years on this. And, and there was a reason for this kind of technology. It, it's going to be very useful in fighting cancer. First, and, and you get a specific RMNA to, to create what you need to fight cancer. Now, Dr. Malone believes that children, young adults up to the age of literally 30 or 35 should never, they should not be vaccinated. And he notes that the total number of COVID-19 deaths for birth to 18-year-olds during the entire pandemic is 386. Now, here's something else about that number. In every case, there was a serious comorbidity like leukemia, childhood cancer. These were not just little kids that somehow got the virus and died. In other words, children don't reap any benefit from this vaccine because they're at a low risk to begin with. Children are already immune in many ways to the infection to begin with. There's a lot of studies out there that really contradict what the mainstream narrative is, and you have to abide by the mainstream narrative. I did a little bit of research, and I, I compared Google to some other search engines. Google has now weighted all of their answers to one, to one train of thought. You're only allowed to think in one specific way. There's a rationale that says that children should be vaccinated to protect the elderly or even their school teachers. But this this only has merited the vaccine has no toxicity, which isn't the case. We need to, according to Malone, think carefully about who gets the benefit from the vaccine and maybe just focus only on them. Now, I want to close this segment with a few thoughts that another radio host shared with his audience. Now, Hal Turner, who is on the same station, one of the same stations as I am, had this on his, on his program. And I, I give credit where credit is due. He normally is uh, ahead of me, except on Wednesday he has the two hours. I just, I'm only on the 10 o'clock Eastern. is just Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And he goes, remember, everything they've told us for the past 18 months, all the little intrusion, it's just a mask. It's just six feet. It's just two weeks. It's just non-essential businesses. It's just non-essential workers. It's just a bar. It's just a restaurant. This is just to keep from overwhelming the hospitals. It's just to keep the cases going down. It's just to flatten the curve. It's just, it's just a few inmates. It's just to keep others from getting scared. It's just for a few more weeks. It's just a church. You can still pray at home. It's just a bracelet. It's just an app. It's just for tracing. It's just to let others know you're safe to be around. It's just to let others know that you've been in contact with other people that might not be safe to be around. It's just a few more months. It's just for large gatherings, unless it's a Black Lives Matter protest and all bets are off. It's just a few violent protests. It's just a vaccine. It's just a little microchip. It's just a blood test. It's just a scan. It's just for medical information. It's just a vaccine certificate. It's just like a credit card. It's just a few places that don't take cash. It's just so you can travel. It's just so you can get your driver's license. It's just so you can vote. It's just for a few more years. 
It's just the new world order, my friends. And they're not stopping. And they are not stopping at all. We're going to change gears entirely in the next segment. I know I ran over, but I think that everything I had to share was important for you to hear. Am I anti-science? No. Can people die of this? Yes. But are we being told everything in full honesty and full disclosure? Based on the track record of the last 18 months, it's safe to say the answer is no. And that's what I'm most concerned about. And you should be too. Do you believe in the ministry of truth to ponder? If you do what you, let me know that you're listening. You can send me an email direct to bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth2ponder.com. Financial support to pay for airtime is always appreciated and very much needed. I don't get paid to do this radio program, just so you know, there is no staff. And there are some expenses, and mostly it's airtime. If you could consider helping us with a gift, our mailing address is Truth to Ponder. And by the way, the checks are made out to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is 21 Berkshire Lane, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, then add the number 263. That's our secure little post office box they put everything in. And we're in the little tiny community of Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia. And the zip code is 30537. That's 30537. And we shall return. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Just yesterday... Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now the children of Israel were told to celebrate Pesach, Passover, every year so that they'd remember and never forget how the Lord saved them out of Egypt. Rabbi Shaul, also known as Paul, was at the end of his life. He called himself Paul the Aged. Now, true, he had once opposed the gospel, but that was ages ago. His life as an enemy of God was long over, long overshadowed, even long forgotten. He'd, he'd been in the Lord for decades. He was known throughout the world as a saint. It seemed he'd always been in the Lord. But for Paul, at the end of his life, he tells the story of getting saved as if it were yesterday. He calls himself not the greatest of saints. He calls himself the greatest of sinners. He remembered what it was like not to have known God and then how God took him out of darkness and into his marvelous life as if it were yesterday. There's a principle here, as old as Passover, and it's this. If you want to get to the promised land, you must never stop thanking God for taking you out of Egypt. If you want to keep going, then never forget how God saved you. Simon Peter wrote in the same way. He said that those who aren't godly or increasing in godliness are those who have forgotten their salvation. If Paul, at the end of his life, could still talk about his salvation as if it were yesterday, and as if he were a sinner and he just got saved, how much more you and I? Don't forget to remember to thank the Lord for all he saved you from. Give thanks to the Lord for saving you out of Egypt every day. And one day you'll give thanks to the Lord for bringing you into the promised land. One more, ask for the Feast of Remembrance. Now, how'd you like to be faster than a speeding bullet? Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound or just move mountains? Well, you can't. Sapphires, the super spiritual supplement to help turn your walk into a super life with God, plus the incredible mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. All free. 
How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy at Box 1111 in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's the nice Jewish boy. It's Box 1111. It's Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. The zip, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Sar Shalom, the Prince of Shalom. is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I want to welcome you back to part two of our Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Just a couple of things I want to remind you about. If you have not been to our website, by the way, I need to do some work on that website and any suggestions uh, you might have, please let me know. Our website is truth2ponder.com. Now, a while back, I launched, and we've been doing some work on it the last week or so, an online radio station. Now, it has, right now, all it has is music, and several times a day, it's airing this particular program, and my goal is it'll be airing other programs that I believe will be of of help to you in these very strange times in which we live. It's also available on Galaxy 19, the free-to-air satellite. It takes a small little, like, three-foot dish, and you can get your own equipment. There's no monthly charge. A lot of folks have those. And you may want to find out there's actually a place on our website that gives you information. You will see on our website, when you get there, you'll see Truth to Ponder Radio. Listen now. It's kind of a button. It'll take you to another website. It needs to really be redone, but you can find out. You can hear from there free of charge online, or if you uh, do have satellite TV or know somebody that does, you can find us there as well. And we're trying to expand the reach. And if you'll just uh, take a look at the website and let me know what you think about the music. I'm trying to find, I may not get it 100% right, but I'm trying to find the music you just don't find anymore in the Christian realm. And that's what I've put on the Truth to Ponder uh, radio channel. And I was listening last evening, and I was content to a, to a point, I think, that we're getting somewhere. So let me know what you think of our Truth to Ponder radio channel. Like I say, your gifts to keep this program on radio is just appreciated more than you'll ever know. I want to thank so many of you over the weekend. I may never get a chance to respond to all the emails that I got over the weekend, and I'm just surprised. And I'm very thankful. People listening on shortwave, so many, some listening by podcast, and and that's a growing area as well. If you are a podcast listener, check out the link that I've provided 
that talks about PodPoint, and I'm going to try to move and be there as my primary. It is a Christian organization, and I it, it, I don't worry about weird commercials. I have no control being in front of the program anymore. So with them, it's something that I would just encourage you to look into, our podcast at PodPoint. That's PodPoint, and look for Truth to Ponder. There are so many things happening in the world today. And one of the things that I have to, and and this is, I'm not really talking about the pandemic per se, but there's so much news that keeps, the narrative keeps, you know, beating louder and harder to do certain things that we need to do this, need to do that. And the reason I'm a skeptic on some of this Look, I I believe that there's a real virus out there, but there are a lot of things that don't add up, and a lot of people are trying to get the word out. But you have the administration in the United States, the the Biden administration and his handlers, are trying to work with the social media outlets and news outlets to, to have one single narrative. There is no open discussion wanted or desired. Nobody's allowed to question anything, no matter how absurd some of the things we've been told over the past 18 months have been. We've been told a lot of strange things. Some come and go. But there seems to be this real push for people to be compliant. And and that's where my concern comes in. While I am concerned personally about the virus and I take steps accordingly to avoid being in a circumstance where I might be around somebody or someplace where it could occur, I'm trying to be very careful, very careful. And and I'm trying to avoid, I just have a bad feeling about where this worldwide vaccination program is going. And I'm always reminded of what happened in 2019, event 201 where they planned for a worldwide pandemic in October. And then we mysteriously had one just several months later. And how the narrative has changed over time. When I mentioned a year ago and had a guest on the program, and we mentioned uh, toward the end of 2020 when a vaccine, finally when they first announced it, one of my guests said correctly, he said, in time, It'll be forced, and you'll have to have a vaccination passport just to travel or do anything. And I've been praying this one through, and I'm just trying to get God's wisdom on this to share with you. Is this a precursor to the mark of the beast that is talked about in the book of Revelation? You heard what Don Lemon said, along with Chris Cuomo, They believe that people that are not vaccinated should have their driver's license taken away. They shouldn't be allowed to shop for groceries. In other words, starve to death. We don't want you in this world. You can't buy, you can't sell, you can't travel. This is what many of those that are pushing so hard on that particular topic are demanding. A 100% compliance. You have to wear your face mask now, whether you are vaccinated or not. Like I say, I'm not getting into that per se. I'm just looking at the analogy, looking at the analogy of being prepared for a beast-like system. 
I keep reading stories in legitimate places that talk about the day we will have a cashless society. And that'll come into being on many fronts. I've noticed in stores, again, the signs are up. National coin shortage, round up or use your card. In other words, don't use cash. We can't give you change. You'll have to overpay or use your card. I think many people are being led to move in the direction of a cashless economy. Now, what would be the advantage or disadvantage of that? Well, number one, in a cashless society, you don't have any tangible asset or money. It all becomes digital currency that the central banks and governments can decide if you can have or not have. Or if they don't like where you're spending your money. As some people said, they'll begin to say, you know, you're buying too much stuff at McDonald's. You're a health risk. You can't eat there. You can't spend your money there. If you don't think we're heading there, look at what's transpired in 18 months. These are the things that I look at. It's not so much what the pandemic actually is. It's what they're making it out to be and the things they can implement because of the fear. Look, if you were in December of 2019 and somebody said the government was going to close your church down, you can't go to church for months, you'd think I was crazy. If I told you that you couldn't go to a restaurant, if I told you you couldn't go to your job, People would have thought I was crazy. That would never happen in the United States, but it did. And it came in as two weeks to flatten the curve. And don't think for one minute that they plan to be locking down far longer than two weeks. If somebody had come out and said on day one, I can remember when the news releases went out. If somebody said it's going to be six months to flatten the curve, and you'd said that in March, you would have riots in the streets, the likes of which you've never seen. But it came on gradually with promises that will make it right, which never have occurred. It has been one hyped lie in many cases after the other. There is truth in there and there are lies in there and it's hard to discern which is which. We need to be more prepared if you are the church I think the church was caught off guard last year. You know, I I get a lot of email because I am in ministry, and I have this organization. I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not even sure how I got subscribed to them, but they're one of those digital media for church groups. In other words, they're pushing the virtual church concept. I had a friend of mine, i got to tell you this, about 20 years ago, said to me, When are you going to start a virtual church? This is in the beginnings of the internet and and broadband. And I said, I just don't feel that's what I would want to do is a virtual church. This is not what the disciples did. Like I said in the last uh, segment, we're closing your church, but you can still pray at home. Yet the Bible says, forsaking not the gathering of thyselves together, which is the manner of some, but even the more you need to be together as you see that end day approaching. And many Christians were put in this really precarious position. Do we obey the government or do we obey the mandates of Scripture? And now you have people talking about 
making life as miserable as humanly possible on those that choose not to obey the mandates. We'll just leave it at that. If you don't obey, you're, you're going to be an outcast of society. And we'll find out how many will cave in. If somebody could give me the legitimate numbers without lying, and there's been too much of it, maybe some people would take a different opinion. But my own personal experience tells me to be less than trusting. There's a listener friend to this program that's getting ready to produce a podcast. And it's one that I'll be sharing some of his material with you sometime in the next several weeks, maybe as soon as this week or next week. How do you live off the grid? How do you, how do you be in this world but not of it? I think many of us don't understand how would we live if we were not connected in this society? Could you do it? Are you ready? Are you prepared? There's two schools of theological thought out there. Actually, three, but I'm just going to deal with two. There are those that believe in what Darby called the rapture, that before we hit the really great bad tribulation times, that the church will be evacuated out in a super secret rapture. And I have many friends that hold to that belief. I actually do not believe it. And I have my reasons that I don't believe it because, number one, it was never taught by the church for a long, long time, thousands of years. It was not the mentality. Those in the early church time believed they would go through all this tribulation. And somehow in the American and British churches, we got this idea that we get a, an escape clause. Jesus said, you'll be hated for my name's sake. You're not going to be loved and cherished. You're not going to be respected. And as we come into this darkening age, Christians are no longer being respected. Our beliefs are becoming gradually in some parts of the world considered even illegal. Quick story I'll share with you. This comes out of the United Kingdom. A street preacher by the name of Ryan Shivo, after facing arrest and detention for preaching that homosexuality is a sin... This evangelist is warning, he's an American, by the way, that things are getting very bad in the United Kingdom and elsewhere. He spends a lot of time in London, and he was arrested in July for preaching that homosexuality is a sin. Kept for hours, because you can't preach that, because it may make somebody upset. Shavo told a news agency, that one of the things he said while preaching is that the churches that have rainbow flags on them are really not real churches. They're an apostate church, and his message drew the ire of one individual who called the police, and he was arrested. In Canada, I'm also reading where going against the LGBTQ plus movement is considered a hate crime. And this is going to increasingly happen all over the world. We have so many things dividing us. We have people that put in jail. And then, by the way, he was given a mental health evaluation because they think that people that don't 
believe in homosexuality, same-sex marriage, transgendered men coming into women's bathrooms. They think you're the crazy person if you don't believe in all of this newfound nonsense. You know, what I want to get into tomorrow and also on some other programs this week, how do we as the church, how do we as Christians gather in community, not a commune, I'm not stressing that, I don't really believe in these compounds with some, you know, religious leader. I don't think there's any precedence for that in the scripture. But we do find ways of being in our own community. We take care of each other in the same town. We find ways to meet where we're not becoming a big show or a problem, but we're being faithful to the word of God. How do you live off the grid? How do you prepare for, we saw it last year, little little tidbits when things run out. Remember the great toilet paper shortage of 2020? Well, there's going to be a lot of supply chain interruptions in the days, weeks, and months ahead. There's no doubt in my mind about it. How prepared are you? That's why I'll be helping this friend, listener of the program, launch his podcast on how to live off the grid. I'll say this much. He's doing it, has been for years, makes his own electricity. It can be done. It's time that we as Christians take the admonition that is in the Scripture. Get out from among them and do not touch the unclean thing. There are too many of us that have got so much invested in the world that we are no longer invested in Jesus Christ. We as Christians are going to have to think, what do we do if Darby is wrong and there is no rapture? That's what you have to think. And I want you to begin to think that way. What would you do when you go to the grocery store? Like one guy said, buy an extra can or two, just small amounts, not large, massive amounts. Begin to prepare for a time when there could be weeks where you can't get to a grocery store. How would you survive? What would you do if electricity got cut off in an EMP attack? There are a lot of things that could happen. What if you decide not to take the vaccine and you're not allowed to shop? You have people literally saying that. That could happen. If you believe in the ministry of Truth to Ponder, would you consider supporting us financially to pay for the radio airtime? You can do that by writing a letter, making a check out to Ancient Word Radio, And you can mail it to 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane. That is in Sky Valley, Georgia. By the way, add the number 263-21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's our secure box, Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia. And the zip code is 30537. Think about how you are going to prepare for the very turbulent times ahead. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.